All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also hit the bell for notifications for release a new video. And, of course, participate in the conversation by upvoting the video and commenting below. I'm here with Kara McCutcheon for a weekly segment. Um, last week, thanks to Hurricane Ian, we were unable to um, get together, but before we start, I think we need to declare a contest winner from the last giveaway. Yes. Yeah, so um, official congratulations to um, Paul Mancini. And I apologize if I say your last name wrong, Paul. Um, thank you so much. I really enjoyed your memory um, with your two daughters in the Grove for the first time and their experience at the game and um, college experiencing college game day and beating Bama and uh, everything. So what a special memory. Um, and thank you to everyone else who also, I mean, it was really, really hard. We had some really, really good uh, memories there. Um, and just so you know, there'll be a, another chance coming up in a few weeks to, uh, for another giveaway. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed all the comments. I, even though I wasn't a judge, I still got to read the memories, and it was it was it was pretty cool to see. So thank everybody. Thanks everybody that participated. Now this weekend, I I fully admit this past weekend I was skeptical of the stripe out. Were we going to be able to pull off the stripe out? And honestly, we kind of did. It, it was kind of oh, cool. It looked amazing. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it looked amazing. Uh. Super impressed, super jealous. I wasn't able to be there. Um, man, like, what a showing. So, I uh, hope we keep it up. It looked great. Yeah, Look, looked absolutely fantastic. And, and then you actually talk about the actual game. And the defense just looked really, really good against Kentucky. Yeah, um, you know, one of the things about that game – that I see a lot of that's being said is we got lucky. And um, man, I really don't like that term. Um, you know, our defense applied pressure when they needed to, they got in there, they made the play that they needed to. And I, to call that luck, really just kind of a, so to me, luck would be missing the field goal, like LSU and Florida State. That's Florida State getting lucky. The defense applying pressure when they needed to and getting to the quarterback and get concealing a turnover, I don't consider luck. <laughs> well, if you look at it, we blocked an extra point. That was not mm -hmm. the doing of Kentucky. We forced two turnovers. The one drop snap could be there, but you could honestly say that Kentucky was probably lucky to be within striking distance in the fourth quarter because without three or four plays from Barry and Brown, you're looking at seven points and 200 yards of offense for the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of the, oh, they missed the call of targeting. Um, I think that's a great area. Uh, Levis kind of came, you know, he put his head down, which would have created the targeting. I don't think if the guy had come in, it would have been a targeting call had Levis not lowered his helmet. So I think that was a good no call. Um, but if really you want to get there, like we had a missed face mask, which would have not even given them the ball back. So, I mean, we you can go back and forth on that. Um you know, uh, I I don't like the say of luck, really. I think luck, unless it's something, like I said, you just happen to miss. Like, I think luck uh, on a good defensive play when they need to step up is really not the word to use. I think the yeah. defense just stepped up when they needed to, made the play they needed to, uh, that, one, that sealed the game for us. 
Yeah, and, and, and regardless, when you look in the media guide in 50 years, it's going to say Ole Miss 20, 22, Kentucky 19, and nobody's going to know a dang thing that went on in that football game. So mm-hmm. now Ole Miss turns its attention to Vanderbilt, and according to Chris Gordy, who was on yesterday's show, apparently a lot of Ole Miss people are planning on going up to Nashville, which they pretty consistently do. Um, are you going up to Nashville at all? No, I won't be going. Um, as much as I want to, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So what do you think about that game, real quick? What, what What do you want to see in that game? So I really think the key there for us is to just say, like, Vandy hasn't had too much struggles with the ground game. Um, I think they limited on the ground. They limited uh, Bama, I think, to like 225 yards or something like that. Um, we're averaging, what, a little – bit more than that or right around the same um i think we have a lot of back there so i don't know between evans and again if they really can hold us on the ground um so i think for vandy it's really keys is our defense and how tight their defense is going to be on their ground game but i i think we're going to come out pretty victorious there yeah all right before we move on to our social media stuff that we need to talk about give me a score prediction for the game I'm going to go 48-17 Ole Miss. Okay, so you got them covering on top of everything else. Okay. Well, let's move on to the trending Twitter topics going around Twitter at the moment. And there's a whole bunch of stuff propping Ole Miss up because of what they did. Optimism everywhere. Perspectives all over the place. And then all of a sudden in midseason, they automatically assume that Lane Kiffin is going to leave. So what do you think is going on? You know, okay, so there's a lot every year we hear this. Everyone just assumes Lane's leaving every year. Um, A lot of that is his reputation, of course. But, um, you know, a lot of that, too, is our reputation, that the way people view us. Auburn thinks they can just pick whatever they want from us. Other teams have that view. Like, they're a better burger and they have better talent in their mind. They're just going to pick what they want and tweak what they want or do whatever they want because they're the better. They can do more there. Um, Honestly, I think if people look at – a few, I think it was last week, Lane had posted, and Lane's really cryptic sometimes in the things he posts, um, but he had posted at the, the grass isn't always as greener to juice, talking about Laura Retridge being a Florida fan, and he said, and he had a hashtag that was stay in the sip, um, or staying in the sip, or something like that, so I don't know if that really was like a cue to Ole Miss fans, I'm not leaving, I'm not going anywhere, we're staying here, um, of course, we're going to hear the pine box. You're going to get the Tuberville said the same thing. Um, you're going to hear that. But honestly, I think the way we're trending right now with recruits, I mean, you you got uh, Franklin out there retweeting Ole Miss stuff. Um, Perkins is still tweeting Ole Miss stuff. Uh, I really, you know, I just, I, maybe I'm just not as cynical or anything but I, I i think lane is trying to tell us you know and last year he didn't really have those kind of tweets out there this year you know i think it's a little more he's been a little more open about i'm not going anywhere yeah and i'll openly say on the record there's no way lane kiffin after what happened to him at usc is going to jump into that auburn booster snake pit that would absolutely be suicide um there's no way he's going to go to Nebraska. Why would you go to the middle of the country? Because Monty Kiffin coached there in 1968 or something like that. 
So there's not many jobs out there. There's probably three or four jobs that Lane Kiffin could even realistically leave. And let's be real. The way things are going with Ole Miss, Ole Miss, if he asked for $10 million, Ole Miss would pay him $10 million. Mm-hmm. And also, he's set up to where basically four months out of the year, he's in Boca Raton working remotely and coming back to Oxford when he needs to. So he's got a really good gig at Ole Miss right now, and I think he knows that. Yeah, I, you know, I think Lane is happy. I think, you know, a lot of people read into his statements last week about the attendance um, at the games and thought, oh, he's unhappy. Uh, I don't, if people remember, Saban did the same thing when he kind of first got around through the first few years at Alabama. A lot of that is culture shift. And sometimes you got to just say it and almost piss the fans off just a little bit enough to get what you want. And I think a lot of that is what Lane was doing. I think Lane was like, I'm just going to piss everyone off and I'm going to say what needs to be said. And you're going to have to hear it, even if you don't like it. Yeah, I think what happened in the Kentucky game was exactly what he was looking for when he said that on Monday. I mean, he got his exact goal. That's what that was about. That wasn't anything about big picture. People wanted to be about big picture because people, for whatever reason, I do not know why, they don't want Ole Miss to win. Like the national media and all that, they do not want Ole Miss to be at the place they're at right now. Like Lane Kiffin is the fastest to 20 wins. He's tied with Johnny Vault to get to 20 wins to start a coaching career at Ole Miss. So we're talking lofty company um, right now. And, and I think other people are kind of starting to get nervous because Ole Miss is building a little bit of a monster right now. And I think everybody can see that. I agree. I think there's a lot of perspective that people just don't want Ole Miss to do well. Um, I think some of the programs see us as much as I don't see it that way, but some of the programs see us as cupcake. Um, They see us as an easy win. They don't want us to grow in recruiting. They don't want us to grow the program. They don't want Lane there. They want to keep that for sure win. Um, And I think maybe not to the Bama level yet, but I think some of those teams, we do kind of start to rival a little bit um, and can win those games. And they don't like that. They don't want that. So, um, you know, uh, I I don't think Lane's going anywhere. I think no. perspective is just, you know, Ole Miss needs to stay where they are. We don't want change. And we're growing. We're, you know, we just won a national championship in baseball. Um, they don't like that. <laughs> they don't want that, which, you know, once you win one national championship, that kind of starts bringing more to the school puts more into the school. If you look, our baseball team has a number two class right now in recruiting. Um, so, you know, the LSUs of the world, the Auburns of the world, maybe, I wouldn't say AM, and um, but just those, they kind of want us to stay that easy win when you have, you know, when you're going up against Alabama or you're going up against Georgia. Yeah, and just the way it works, it doesn't really work that way now because of national recruiting, but Alabama and LSU, they have a vested interest in Ole Miss and Mississippi State not being very good, so they can come into Mississippi and expand their own recruiting territory mm-hmm. uh, and to get a, even right. a little bit better. Yeah, but right now, this has a chance to be a little bit of a monster, I, I think. I, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yes, I agree. Um, I think if we're able to keep Franklin in uh... – in state and he uh comes to Ole Miss that's huge um that would be two of our top uh state in state players that for the recruitment that came into Ole Miss that didn't go to Alabama 
or you know mainly it's alabama but that we were able to keep and i think that's really key and those are huge to keeping those in-state guys yes and um before we get out of here what do you think five games in jackson dart report card you know what i think jackson dart uh starting off just you know he has some improvements obviously but with those low snaps and him making plays uh, showed a lot of improvement that he's made in those decision points and that confidence he has because, man, he got a lot of low snaps that he turned into big plays for us or at least something. So I have to give Jackson Dark credit for that. Yeah. Anyway, get more on the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen. Everyday host Chris Gordy and his local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On SEC your second listen. It's Locked On SEC. Thank you very much, Kara. Um, we will um, get together next week b- before Auburn and um, hopefully get have a giveaway or something either next week or the week after. It should be a lot of fun. Thanks. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.